welcome to GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer, founder and creator of GYSB. Get your sexy back, health and fitness movement. Over 13 years ago, I lost over 50 pounds and on that journey, I found joy, peace and more self-love. That's how the GYSB movement got started because I wanted to share with other people what I had found for myself. And now in my 50s, I'm still on this journey. And now I'm starting to navigate some of the inevitable changes that come with aging. So GYSB Talks will cover topics that will help women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s get to their next level of optimal living. Physically, mentally, spiritually, financially, and in relationships. Guys, I'm so glad you're here. Now, let's get into today's topic, shall we? Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of GYSB Talks. I am your host, Carla Palmer. As always, super excited to be here with you today. Today, we are joined by my dear friend, Candace Arnold of Candace J. Arnold Events. Candace J. Arnold, owner of Candace J. Arnold Events, is a servant leader who has turned her love of event planning that began during her senior year in high school into a thriving business. She successfully executes the vision of her clients' events administratively, relieving their stress by creating a transformative experience for those who attend. Candace also works as a civil servant, having worked her way up over the past 27 years from entry level to management. She teaches and mentors others as they rise through the civil service ranks. She is happily married and still dating her husband, Delvin, of almost 26 years and is the mother of two college graduate daughters, Lauren and Andrea. They reside in Southern California. Candace, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Carla, for help having me. This is just a great opportunity just to sit and have a chit chat for a few minutes. And um, I just appreciate what you're doing here on your platform. Ah, thank you so much. We've been connected for quite some time and I really love you to death. I just hope you know that. Oh, so, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, today we're going to be talking about planning for retirement. And I know it doesn't sound like a super sexy topic, but it's a topic that we have to discuss. I should have been thinking about retirement a long time ago, but I'll be retiring, you know, in the next, what, 20 years, maybe even sooner. And I haven't really put a lot of thought into it. And so I was like, okay, Candace would be a great person to bring onto the podcast today so we could talk about this because she is close to retiring. How close are you, Candace? May 31st, 2025. I will turn 55 and and that will literally be my last day. So I'm a dualpreneur. So and I know we'll talk about that a little bit, but I actually have a full-time job that is funding my business. So yeah, so I've been oh. 28 years in. Wow. That's amazing. All right. So according to the U.S. census, about 50% of women ages 55 to 66 um, have no personal retirement savings. Is that surprising to you? It is. I'd be interested to know if it's just women or if it's just African-American women. You know, I'd be interested to know how the dynamics are for for um, 
the nationalities because mm-hmm. it's not a conversation that's talked about. You mm-hmm. are correct. Yeah. And people think they're just going to grab their social security. And if you watch what's going on, social security may not be around for us. So oh, no. what are you going to do then? Yeah, no, you definitely can't, can't plan on having that to live off of. It's just not even going to be enough. Even if you get what you're owed, the full amount, it's just not enough, especially where we live right here in California. Which is as soon as you move out of California, you cannot afford to come back. Exactly. Exactly. So at what point, you know, you're going to retire in 2025, you said or 2024? 2025. Okay. So what, at what point did you start thinking about retirement? I think I started thinking about retirement from the time I started with the city over 20 something years ago. Oh, wow. Um, It was never my intention actually to stay with the city. I work for the city of Los Angeles. I am a public servant. Um, I never intended to stay with the city actually that long. I, my intention at first was, hey, listen, I'm a single parent. I need mm-hmm. a J-O-B. Mm-hmm. And my intention was to leave after like five years. Okay. And then I got on with the city. It's a whole backstory behind that. And I only planned on being with them maybe five years. I said, oh, let me just, you know, see what it's about. And if I don't like it, I'll just hop. I'll go do something else. But once I got in, got promoted a couple of times, I said, shoot, the city got me now. Right. And, um, but then I'm thinking, do I want to retire? I remember coming in as a admin clerk. And that was one of the things that one of the questions um, that was an interview question. When do you know, how long do you want to stay with the city? Which I thought was really odd. And I said, shoot, I hope I retire from the city. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was thinking, I just need a job. Okay. But it wasn't until several years later that I realized I think I can actually make a career out of this. Hmm. And I think I need to stay here for a little while. Mm -hmm. And I ended up really enjoying it, enjoying my time with the city. Um, But I was, I wasn't going to retirement seminars. The city doesn't, does offer that. We have a whole retirement department, private industry. They don't have that. Oh, trust me. I know. Or know people that'll say, (laughs) Hey, Carla, are you preparing for retirement? What does that look like? Uh, so scary. It's scary. It is scary. It it really is. And, you know, I'm in the nonprofit sector, as you know, and they don't, of course, we don't have a pension or anything like that. You've got a 403B that you should be putting into yourself. There's no matching. So, you know, I've been with my organization for almost 20 years. This is going to be my 20th year. And I wish, oh my gosh, I wish I would have known a lot more about retiring, you know, that I know now, like I should have started a long time ago. And I was a single mom too. So, you know, raising a kid, expensive in LA, trying to make sure he has everything that he needs. And then of course there was some, some frivolous spending, Um, but I just, I just didn't, I didn't do it the way that I should have done it. And you're right. There isn't, you know, somebody coming to us saying, Hey, you can come to this seminar. You can go to that seminar. And we've got this amount of money, you know, say for you when you finish up with the city, I don't, we don't have that. So it's, it's scary and it's overwhelming. And you, you do this thing where you don't even want to think about it. You don't, but we have to think about it. We have, that means that's where sometimes your financial planners come into play. Um, it, it, it's the conversations that we have We have to have. I, I, I watched my mom struggle. She, she worked until the time she got ill and passed away and she was 69 and she was still working, but she didn't have any retirement 
set up mm-hmm. or anything. Um, my dad did. He they were divorced uh, many years before they both passed away separately. But he had some retirement because he was in aerospace. He had some retirement that he lived off of, but he couldn't live in California. He ended up having to move back to Chicago. And then he was in a, an apartment for senior living, you know, seniors that can still move around. Mm-hmm. But he had to go into a senior apartment and he had to cut down on everything in order for him just to live. Ooh, so what, what would you say to somebody who's like 10, 15 years out? of retirement, right? They've got like maybe 15 years left of working and they haven't really been focused on that, but they want to right now. What would you say to them? And they don't have a pension. I would say you need to get in touch with a financial planner. Um, you, and, and even financial planners, there's a whole interview process with them as well. Cause some of them don't always have your best interest at heart. Exactly. Um, I have a couple of great financial planners probably need to sit down with them again. It took me a couple of years and you are correct. It's a little scary. It took me a couple of years to actually finally sit down with her. And now it's time for me to sit down with her again because I'm two years out. Right. But that was when I was like seven years out. So I was still behind the eight ball. I'm still behind the eight ball. But all I can do is prepare from now as far as what does my finances look like? Will I be able to take care of a lot of my debt before I retire? Do I know how much I'll get when I retire? I have an idea, but because with me still working with the city, I'm still getting raises. So, but you can still calculate it. There's a calculator there. But my best advice was you need to talk to a qualified event plan. I mean, event planner, um, financial planner like right away and if you're especially if your your company does not have it you owe it to yourself because what you don't want to do is you don't want to work yourself into a grave i for one don't want to do that now there are some people carla they're okay working until they just don't want to work anymore yeah they are i want to have a choice mm-hmm. if i want to do that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i would like to have a choice like my husband he's like hey i think i've got maybe another 20 years in me that's really yeah that's not my thought process that's his I'm not there. (laughs) Wow. That was one of my questions. How how have you guys had that conversation about who's retiring when and what are you going to do and what does that look like? Do you have those conversations often? We do because I'm putting things in place now and have been for the last several years, getting things in order now. Um, My husband is a nine to fiver. He's been that way ever since we've been together. Um, And so for him, that's that's rewarding for him. He has some other things that he's looking at now that and some business ideas that he wants to pursue um, and that I'm hoping that we'll be able to get it going before he retires. And that may actually send him into retirement as far as he will be in business for himself, as opposed to I got to stay at this nine to five until I just don't want to work anymore. So mm-hmm. his thought process is just totally different than mine. I've always had a side gig. I've always had some, some type of form of additional income on the side. I've just always mm-hmm. had something fun I've done on the side. He yeah. has not, you know, and so it's just, you know, it's a different dynamic, but we definitely have talked about it and what retirement is going, is going to look like. Do we want to stay in California? Do we want to move out of California? You know, one of our daughters is now gone. She's, she's left the, you know, she's left the nest. You know, if we move, are we taking the oldest with us? Or is it just me and him? So the conversations have changed over the years now. First, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, I got about 10 years to, you know, to retire. When I was 18 years in, I, you know, my, my husband said, okay, you on the backside of it. 
you're on the back nine when I got to nine years. And now I'm two years out. Mm, mm, mm. One of the things that I really love about you and your husband is that, yeah, you're going to be retiring soon. He's going to be retiring whenever he feels like retiring. But you really focused on your health these last few years and you've really gotten your health in order. And I just love that about you guys because you're really going to be enjoy retirement because you're healthy. Yes. So can we just talk about that a little bit? Like what sparked that movement and how that's been for you guys? So it's always been, I've always had a fight with my weight um, ever since I, ever since I had my oldest daughter. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I have not seen a size nine (laughs) (laughs) in a number of years. Um, And then I got married and, you know, of course you get very comfortable when you're married you know, you're loving each other and you're eating a lot and all that kind of stuff. And then a few years ago, as I've been working, um, being an event administrator, I was really, really a lot more cognizant of the fact that I would do an event and it would take me two weeks to recover physically. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, uh, emotionally, I'd be good. But physically, I would be exhausted for a couple of weeks. And I was noticing it was really taking a, it was really taking a toll. So I went from like a size nine. When I got married, I was a size 18. So what I did is, and this is, this was my personal choice. It took me a number of years to come to this, to, to, to this decision, but I decided to have weight loss surgery. Okay. Um, I needed to get my life back mm-hmm. and it's been very taboo. I think it's talked about a lot more comfortably now. Yeah. But it was so taboo maybe 10 years ago. You were not talking about it. You did it undercover. You know, we can go back to the whole conversation with Star Jones. And mm-hmm. that was a big scandal. And she finally had to say, look, stay out of my business. I had yeah. weight loss surgery. And then the whole judgment comes after that. So it took a long time for me to get to the point where I was like, I have got to do something different. My why came up. I want to see my children grow up. I want to mm-hmm. see my girls graduate from college. I want to see my girls get married. And I want to yes. see, see my grandbabies. Can I see some great grandbabies? Can I get to the anniversaries with my husband? Can we travel? It was so many whys that came into play. So I just started this journey where I was like, I think I want to consider this. It's a personal choice. Mm-hmm. I was blessed that I had my husband and my girls that re- that supported me 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have done it even if they would not have su- supported me. But having that support was so, it really added to everything. But even with that, it gave me my life back. It gave me a jump start on my health. Mm-hmm. And it, but it's a mindset shift that it is place because you can have the surgery, right? Everything that happens after mm-hmm. the surgery, mm-hmm. and sometimes they don't explain to you mm. that when you feel like, what in the world did I just do? And you have to remember your why. Okay. And that was a big, that was a big thing for me. And so have I met my goal weight? Not yet, but now I'm just on this journey and I'm talking to more people about it. It took me a couple of years to really even talk about it because I had to still deal with the emotional side of it, the mental side of Major, that's a major surgery. I don't care yeah. what they say. Major, yeah. major surgery. And what that looked like. And then I slowly started telling people what had happened. I had very few people that knew. Okay. Very few that knew. 
on that I figured that I knew that they would not repeat it and they would not judge me, that, okay. that they would just support me through it. Okay. And so now I'm able to talk about it a, a lot more, but it ends up being, Carla, it's the mindset shift. Mm-hmm. You just, and, and you know that, because I mean, just from you and I hanging out, I'm always inspired. I'm encouraged. You've been on your weight loss journey. You know, I wasn't jump roping. I, had, I hadn't jump roped in years before I saw, saw you doing. You're like, oh yeah, you can do this, sis. Yes. Exactly. You know, one of the things I discovered in 2022, I started hula hooping again. I yeah, and then my and husband we went, and we went hiking. And we went hiking. 80 pounds ago, Candace would not have done that. Yeah. At all. I would have struggled. I wouldn't, girl, y'all would have still been trying to get me off of Griffith. And it's been over a year. You would have still been trying to get me off of Griffith But now, and you even see, I struggled, but I struggled less. That was like my second time doing it. It was great. You notice I struggled a little less. And I was so proud of myself that I did it with my youngest daughter. I, oh, that was so beautiful that she came and she just jumped right in with us oldies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she likes to hike. That's why I did it. And I said, would you go out with me? And she was like, sure. I said, now we got to get up in the middle of the night. And she kind of hem and hawed for a second. But then she knew and she was preparing to move. She knew it was something that was important to me. I wanted to do something that was important to her. She liked to hike. Okay. And that was our bonding moment for us to bond and spend some time together as she was getting ready for the next phase of her educational life and that sort of thing. So yeah. You definitely sparked something with her. I haven't been back since, and I know I need to get back. So, well, I got another trail for us, so we'll be going on a new one. Okay, um, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I went. I went this morning. Actually, it's really, really nice. You can see it on Instagram. I, I did an Instagram uh, reel Ooh, about awesome, it. it was good. Awesome. I'm always yeah. encouraged by that, Carla. I mean, but I want to make sure that I say thank you because you know, your journey has encouraged me and I'm quite sure it's encouraged people whether they say anything or not, but it, you know, you, you're doing what you're doing and it's really giving people permission that they can do it too. Even if you just try it, hula hoop was just going around my waist and dropping. Mm -hmm. And I watched somebody else do it too. And we were all encouraging her and she finally got it to go around 10 times. Wow. Now, you know, now, and I started it. So I'll take my walk and then I'll hula hoop for like anywhere from five to 10 minutes. Oh, wow. But I want to okay. get back into the jump rope because I like that, too. I do like it. My husband started jump roping from me starting to jump rope. He now jump ropes and he's what? released almost he's released almost 20 pounds. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so oh. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> glad to hear that. I love yep. that. Yeah. So let, yep. let's let's talk about the after retirement. What, what plans we have? I know you're like an event administrator and you're so good at this. Thank so let's you. let's Thank let's you. talk about Candace J. Arnold events. So my it's funny, somebody said that, you know, when you have a side job, you know, a side when you're doing something on the side, it's a side gig. And it's funny, I had somebody tell me, no, it's the opposite. She said, Your nine to five is your side gig. I said, mm. Ooh. Ooh, I like Ooh. that. That was good, wasn't it? <laughs> That's good. That's I said, so that was a mindset good. shift right there. <laughs> But yes, I have been doing event planning and just being an administrator for probably over 20 years since I was 18, 19 years old, believe it or not, believe, and they still do it. When high schools used to go to grad night, remember how we would go to Disneyland? Well, that I didn't because I was from Oklahoma, but I did hear about all the fun at Disney. Yeah. So in California, you would have grad night. That was my very first event that I scheduled for our senior class was to go to grad night at Disneyland. So I had to make sure we got their payments. We had to get on the bus. I just, I decided who got on what bus and the whole accountability. That was my very first event. 
<laughs> right before I graduated from high school. I wish I knew then what I know now because I totally it would have changed a lot of things in my life. But um, I've just enjoyed I really enjoy watching things come together. I'm more happy about the impact okay. and the experience that people have when they've been at an event that I've done. So I execute the vision of my client. That's okay. what I do. Okay. I help them execute that. And um, so that's going to be next for me. I have really started the journey, um, as I mentioned before, about talking to people about their mindset before they're having surgery, what that looks like. We're usually talking about it after, mm -hmm. but we need to talk about it before because that's mm -hmm. a those are major decisions that you're making mm -hmm. uh, in your life. And you have to be willing to go down that trail, even if it, even if you're by yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, how do you get your clients? I have been word of mouth for years. Like this is my first time ever, ever having a website, ever having a commercial. All I've gotten all my clients organically. It's been through word of mouth. Okay. It's been someone saying, hey, Candace does events. You should talk to her. And I've done everything from conferences. I've done women's retreats, three, three four day women's retreats where I'm gone, I'm with the visionary for four days serving her clients for a weekend. But it's all the prep that goes into it. Mm -hmm. Everybody sees the finished product, but I'm behind the scenes making sure that things are, are being executed even before we even get to the site. So you're having the experience before you're actually at the experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You, you mean with all like the materials and the emails and exactly. all the excitement? So that's, that's, okay. that's exactly what's going on. So we're creating, you know, I, and that's one of my models is it's about the experience. It's the experience and the transformation that happens with the attendees. That's why you can't do every event. And I'm quite sure you've been invited to different things. You've been to Black Business Women Rock. And mm -hmm. that's been one of my, I've been with her for probably seven or eight years, mm -hmm. but you don't do everything that you're invited to. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I won't say I'm picky, but you want to make sure that it's a good fit. I want to make sure I'm a good fit for you as my visionary. Is it in line with what you're doing, what I'm doing? But it's very exciting just to watch things come together mm -hmm. and again to create that experience for people. So it's been great. And now I'm in that mode now where I get to hopefully soon I'll be teaching other people how to do the same thing, but mm -hmm. also do it from a servant leader standpoint. Mm -hmm. Not you can, anybody can do an event. They really can, Carla. Anybody can do an event. Mm -hmm. But when you come in with it with that mindset of that being a servant leader, I'm here to serve. Okay. That can change the whole way that you do business. Mm -hmm. Period. Not even just event planning. You do it on your job working for that nine that nonprofit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you do that when you're doing those galas and when you're raising the money and you're doing that. You are you are in service. Yes, definitely. To that organization and that's a very that's a, a very fragile and a very honored spot to be in. To yeah. be able, you're you're giving that that experience to your organization. Yeah. Yeah. And I've been doing it for so long. I mean, I've been with the organization for almost 20 years, but I've been doing the events and the fundraising and stuff for five. See? Yeah. And it's a lot. It's a lot of work emotionally. Ugh. You take on, you carry the weight of that event. You, you really carry. do. Everybody's yes. looking at you. Yes. Everybody's looking at you. And for you to do it for somebody's event, you're the, the contractor, you're hired to do this thing to execute. And if you don't, it all 
goes back to you. <laughs> it goes back. It goes back to me. Yes, it does. Oh, that's pressure right there. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of pressure. Do you have a team? That's one of the goals for this year. I have someone in mind uh, right now. And even with that, it's, it, you know, I have to be picky. I can't, you know, you're not going to always give away all your secret sauce. No, but, that's true. You know, um, I want to be able to have someone to come alongside me to assist me. That was one of the things my husband and I are celebrating 26 years of marriage. And oh, we were talking about that. Thank you. We were at dinner last night. We were talking about that. And he said, my prayer for you, babe, is that you get the team that you desire. That meant the world to me because mm. he's, I carry it all. I carry it. Mm -hmm. You know, and so like if I'm working with you, I'm working with your folks at your job. Now I want it where I have my team of folks that are trained that if I, even if I'm not there, they're able to run that event. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, we had a, I worked with a lady who had a team of, of young women. I think they were mostly college students and she helped with our gala. Yep. And they, when you didn't see her, you still saw her through them. Exactly. Because she trained them to be her. Yes. When she was absent, you still got the same service. You still got the same attitude. You still got the, the servant attitude. And we could depend on them to do what she, you know, might have done had she been there. Yes, and so, like, I get what you're saying. Like, your vision has to align. The way that their, their disposition and how they interact with your client has to align. How they interact with your client's guests. All of those things matter because they can make or break an event. And one bad attitude, that person is just going to remember how that person made them feel. And yes, it could really ruin an event if it's not uh, something that's that's taken under control immediately. So you're yep. going to just the way that you are, like your personality and how loving and kind, but serious and smart, you know, like you've got like a really good combination of those things. I don't think you're going to get anything other than what you are. I think you're going to, I think you're going to attract that. Yeah. I appreciate that. And kudos to whoever you had with your gala. Cause that says a lot about her. It says a lot about her character too, mm -hmm. that she's trained her ladies. Well, she's trained her team well. Mm -hmm. Well, here's she's the thing too, well. that I, I think will give you some inc more encouragement. You've been doing it for how long? Oh, probably easily 30 years. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, she, we're, we're like a mid-sized organization. So, you know, when we get somebody to do that kind of work, we definitely have to, there's a pay, pay, there's a fee that you have to pay for that. Yes. But she has been working with us even before I was in development. So our organization has been around for over 40 years. So we've been having galas for a really long time. And she has been involved with those galas through several director of development people. Wow. Yes. So but she's in there and she's in there like that because of how she shows up. Yes, ma'am. So she can she knows whenever we're going to have a gala, we're probably going to let her know. That's and, it. And let her put in a bid to be, you know, the contractor for it. Yes. Yes. So I, I remember I my for you. I remember in one of my um, descriptions, I I would say, you know, I've worked with my past clients include, and I remember my coach said, no, they're not past clients. She mm. said, they're your clients until they're not. That's I right. Said, oh, That's let me right. write that down. She said, they are your clients until they are not. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. no longer say repeat. I used to say repeat clients. No, no, no. They are your clients until they are not. Oh, that's interesting because I was going to say, oh, no, they're your repeat clients. But even that is not really saying what it is. They are your clients they're, until yes. they say we no longer want to do business with you. Exactly. They are your clients. If you haven't done a gala for them in two years and they haven't told you that they're done doing business with you, they're still your client. They can be on your website. Exactly. Exactly. When people go to my website, they see they see the number of people that I've had, the clients that I've had and I've had and I have wonderful clients. They're they're wonderful. They are one. And I and a lot of them have transitioned into um, that. I'm friends with them now. It started as just a as a referral through an event I was doing. Hey, can you come do this? Da da da. And a lot of them they watched me. Mm. They watched me for a while before they reached out and said, "Hey, at some point, Candace, I I need you to do this event with me. I think I'd like to hire you." Okay, no problem. Just let me know. And yeah, a lot of them watched over a couple of years before they finally said yes. So where were they watching you at other people's events? At other people's events because they saw the consistency. Okay. If you saw me at Black Business Women Rock, that's I got some referrals from there, some even indirect referrals from there. Okay. But you never know when you're in a space who's watching. Okay. That's good to know. You know and I have three or four new clients from that have known me for a couple of years, know me through other things other events, whether I was overseeing them or not, but just knowing me as a person. And they said, Hey, when I'm, I'm getting ready to do blah, blah, blah. And I'd love to have you come on board. Okay. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a friend of a friend. She has a couple that are celebrating 50 years of marriage. Wow. She remembered me time. <laughs> and said, Hey, I have a couple friend. I would love for you to introduce. Would you, are you open for business? What can I use? Can I, um, give them your name as a referral. And I'm like, oh, of course, they're wonderful. They were wonderful to deal with. Marry 50 years. Mm-hmm. That's an honor. I was thinking you just to you, just for you to ask Trust. me is mm-hmm. such an honor for you to even think that much of me. And she said, yes, because I know that you'll come with them and you'll walk with them with excellence because mm-hmm. that's what I've seen of you. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. And this is a person, I have not done one event for her. Wow. That's so good, Candace. That's so good. Do you do events for people who are not in California? Yes, I have a client who's in Atlanta and okay. she did a retreat in Sedona, Arizona mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. last year. And that was like a ball. I had it was ball beautiful. I saw I saw the recap of that. And I, I didn't I don't know if I realized that you helped with that event. It looked lovely. It was great. That was the first time I've ever done anything like that. And she's another one. I knew her through someone. Okay. And she watched me and said, Hey, I would love for you to come on board. I'm doing this event. And, and it was more like we were friendly, friendly, Mm -hmm. still Mm -hmm. watching. And then Mm -hmm. she happened to come to California. We had lunch and she was sold at that point. And she said, yeah, I definitely need you to come on board. There's some things. And it's not that she couldn't do it because she does events. Mm -hmm. But she said, I have to, there's some things I have to allow other people to do because God is elevating me. So that means I have to have other people in place. And I've watched her elevate. Oh, me too. I want to, I want to, I want to serve with her. I want to serve with her. And now I have that opportunity to serve with her. And I'm thinking, and she's leveling me up and I'm leveling her up. We're learning so much from each other. And I'm in awe every time I'm even in a meeting with her. And I'm thinking, 
she picked me. She could have picked anybody. Yeah. She knows a lot of people. She could have picked anybody and she picked me. Yeah, and that's the thing about her. When she picks somebody, she rocks with them. As long as you, you know, bring bring your A game like you're supposed to. Like yep. she'll 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 rock with you. She'll promote it. Like she's she's just an an amazing human being though. And I I love that you guys are are doing work together and I can't wait to see what's next for both of you. And if people in my audience would like to get in contact with you and maybe work with you, whether they're in L.A. or they're in Atlanta or anywhere in the world and they're trying to, you know, well, in the States and you might do international too. shoot, you're Candace Arnold. So (laughs) (laughs) I could go somewhere with that, but I'm not because I was about to say something. I can't say it just yet, but don't count international out. That's all I'm going to say. That was like, wait, I forget. Like, Who am I talking to? Yeah, she she could do international, too. If you if they want to get in contact with you, what should they do? They can actually reach out to me on my brand new website, and it is CandiceJArnoldEvents.com. Okay, CandiceJArnoldEvents.com. What I'll do is put the information in the show notes. Yes, ma'am. On the podcast page so people can know like exactly where to go. And then I will also put your Instagram handle there. And what is that? It's uh, you can go to either Candice J. Arnold or you can do uh, the master administrator. Okay. For those of you who want to connect with GYSB Movement, I'm GYSB Movement on all social media platforms. I'm on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. So if you want to connect there, I would love to have you. Please say, you know, how we connected, whether it's through um, the podcast or if we met, like, just tell me in the DMs, like how you know me, because I always want to know that stuff. It's been really great having you on, Candice. Did I miss anything that you wanted to say today? No, I think we covered everything, but I definitely would encourage folks that are, um, if you're private industry and they don't have retirement seminars, find a financial planner. If you are in government, get to a retirement seminar. It will change your life. So, but thank you so much, Carla, for just the invitation to join you. This has been awesome. This is actually my first time ever doing a podcast with what? someone. So, you yes. Said yes to me. I said yes to you. (laughs) I'm so glad. I'm so glad we were able to do this. And I'll have you back on too. So be ready. (laughs) I will be ready. What they say, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. So I will stay ready. (laughs) All that. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for being here. I will see you next week. It's been a pleasure this this afternoon, and I will see you soon. Thanks, Candice. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. All content on this podcast and any linked blog, podcast, webinar, course, or video material is created and produced for informational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice and should not be relied on as health advice. The information is general and may not be suitable for your personal circumstances or complete health objectives. Do not use this content as a standalone resource to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease for therapeutic purposes or as a substitute for the advice of a health professional. Never delay seeking advice or disregard the advice of a medical professional based on our content here on this podcast. If you have questions or concerns about your health or medical condition, please seek guidance from a medical professional.